Daniels to the end zone, has a receiver, touchdown West Virginia. Tony Mathis gets West Virginia on the board. Chase Harlow with 90 seconds to go. Welcome to the PRT Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Corn Roby, sitting alongside Griffin Harper. And I'm Andrew. And we are here in the U92 The Moose studios. First time recording in the studios. Guys, how do you feel? Look at this. This is professional. How far we've come. Yeah, I'm sure it sounds a lot better. You know, we've, we're not sharing one mic. I, I was about you, to say, we're, we're, we've expanded from one mic to, what is this, five or six? No, there's five on the table right now, but we're yeah, using three. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. This is crazy. So, so since the last time we talked, West Virginia Neil Brown squad, is, they've gone on a little run, fellas. They little, have yeah. gone on a little run. West Virginia now sitting at a prime 4-2 and two with four straight wins over Duquesne, Pitt, Texas Tech, and TCU. Now, West Virginia obviously sitting at tied for third in the conference. Uh, this week's a big game for them. they got Oklahoma State coming into town, into Morgantown. Uh, obviously, it's a big game because you have... I mean, this is where you're, you're still playing right here for your season, pretty much. I mean, you still have a legitimate shot to make the Big 12 championship because you have a shot, you have a chance to play Oklahoma that is probably one of the, in my opinion, is one of the top teams in the country. The should be should be in the playoff this year, in my opinion. Um, but I think West Virginia has a shot to prove themselves over Oklahoma State before they get into a bulk of their schedule with UCF. Then they got to come back and they play BYU that weekend. Um, and then they travel to Oklahoma on 11-11 to play them. Um, and then they close out the season with Cincinnati and Baylor. So, you know, we did kind of talk. We made predictions. Let me ask you all this. Is this where you saw West Virginia being after those four straight wins? Did you expect them to win four straight like they did? Absolutely not. No. I I saw us starting the season. Honestly, right now, I thought we would have been maybe two and three. Yeah. And, or what's our record now? We're, now we're four, four and two. Four and two. Now we're four and two. Wow. Thanks, Houston. But, no, we – um no, I didn't think we were going to do as good as we were. I thought we were going to definitely lose to TCU, but, hey – no, that TCU game. So let's start with we 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 did the pick game. So let's start with Texas Tech. West Virginia won twenty to thirteen. Nico Marchio was the quarterback who got the start in that game after um, Garrett Green was out with an injury. So Nico Marchio went twelve for twenty one on seventy eight yards, passing one touchdown, two interceptions. One interception though was not his fault in that one. No. Cole Taylor was your leading receiver with three receptions, thirty nine yards, and a touchdown. Nico Marchio did carry the ball fifteen times for seventy two yards. The thing for Texas Tech, obviously, their quarterback went out, uh, was down, obviously, went out, gruesome, gruesome injury. Tyler Shuck mm-hmm. is how you pronounce his name. Um, he was two for six with only three yards. He could not get it going at all for the Red Raiders. Texas Tech now, they're in a bit of a hole now. They're, I mean. Where are it, they in the, in the Big 12? They're in a bit of a hole, I think. They're uh, two under yeah. us. Yeah, they're, they're at two and two. They're three and four. They're at a bit of a hole right now. Oh, they're um, 0-1 in conference. No, Texas oh, wait, Tech oh, is oh, not. Oh, wait, that, was, that, that was that, that was after the game. Yeah, you got to refresh it. Um, yeah, I got to refresh. So that. Texas Tech, obviously two and two. So that's a quality team you beat. And then West Virginia comes. No one expected them to beat TCU and especially beat them the way that they did. Garrett Green, you know. So the story was coming into that was everyone thought Nico Marchio was going to be the guy um, going into this game. Well, Nico Marchio, um, he, um, sorry, Nico Marchio. Midway through that week, twisted his ankle, rolled his ankle, yep. mm-hmm. and he was able to finish practice. They're like, okay, he's going to be fine. And then he comes in the next day, and the trainer comes up to Coach Brown and says, man, Nico can't even walk. Nico can't walk. And so right. that was a big issue. So 
Nico not being able to walk, obviously, that takes out literally half of his game. But you got to think, uh, Garrett stepped up. Garrett did. He stepped up. Garrett said, well, coach, I can play. And he said, well, Neil said, well, you haven't played all week. And he said, all right, I'll tell you what. The day that they were going to go do their walkthroughs, which I think is Thursday. Thursday, Friday. Thursday, yeah. I think it was. I think it was Thursday. I'm just trying to remember what he I said. I think it's so other, Thursday. It's, it's two days before, I think. Yeah, so Thursday it's their typical walkthrough day. They went into the indoor facility, grabbed a couple of receivers, went full pads and everything. Garrett Green was throwing to the receivers. Well, we'll just say he ended up going 10 for 21, 142 yards, but then was also the leading rusher with 12 carries, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. And those big runs came at big, big moments for West Virginia. Garrett Green had a 35-yard rushing touchdown. Um, and then they also got... Um, some big sacks from the defense. Durjaye got him a sack for the Mountaineers. Um, Jalen Thornton got a sack as well. Um, as well when TCU had the football. And so I think it's 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 big for West Virginia that they have those two quality wins under their belt. I mean, I think, you know... Garrett, in that, Garrett Green in that game, too, in the TCU game, he, he had the most rushing yards on the team. He had 80... 80 rushing yards for two touchdowns. I mean, that's ridiculous. No, it, for a quarterback, especially. It, it, it is. I mean, the way that he was able to bounce back and play was incredible. And I think that that's something that you're obviously going to look for. And then we saw in the Houston game, obviously, this one's a heartbreaker. I really don't want to talk about it, but we kind of have to in this situation. So, West Virginia, obviously, coming down neck and neck after the first quarter, it was tied, or it wasn't tied, but it, West Virginia had the lead 10 7, and then. Yeah. Houston goes up, gets an, gets another touchdown, 14-10 going into half, and then West Virginia adds some points on the board. And then in the fourth quarter, West Virginia puts up 22 points. Houston puts up 20 points. It is crazy that, I mean, you, you don't see that that much at all. But So Garrett Green finished 20 for 38, 391 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. I think I have said multiple times on this podcast that if you want to win football games in the Big 12, you have to be able to throw for over 300 yards. Garrett oh, Green did just that, gave him his team a chance to win. Now, a lot of people will say that the reason why West Virginia lost was on that Hail Mary, and it was because of Garrett. No. no he may have not. taken his helmet off, but no, he did not lose in that game. Defense did not, you know. They had defense one job. Had, they had one job to well, do. Well, it wasn't that. It was they had multiple chances throughout the game to play, and they did not come out and play the way that they have been playing. The secondary mm. looked terrible. Yeah. They did not play the way. They didn't stop the run. They just didn't play the way that they, they usually are. And you need C.J. Donaldson to, to come up more. He's got 17 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. He has got to play better himself you as gotta well. You've got to get at least more yards on your carries. Like 17. Yeah. If you're getting 17 yeah. carries and only getting 66 yards, like you, like you divide 66 by 17, that doesn't equate to much. Yeah, you've also got to make tackles too. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, how many how many times did Houston like almost go you know ninety nine yards Jacoby Jones style, uh, and you know almost score a touchdown? I mean, I think they did score a touchdown once, but I think it got called back. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. the defense has to make you know ta- no, tackles. No, you're right. There. That no. was just so frustrating, and and the fact that our defense. I'm not saying that it's like I'm not blaming anyone in particular, like specifically yeah. for the loss, but like on that final play. Just bat the ball down. Yeah, you had one job to do. Just bat the ball out of so, the way. And, and a lot of people are upset because they're like, well, why is Cole Taylor not out on the field? You don't need a tight end on, on that field. I mean, you have guys on that defense that can jump and, and get that ball. And Jordan Leslie this week was very upset mm-hmm. um, with his defense on the way that they played. And I'm sure they're going to fix it this week because you have to. You're getting into oh, a bulk of your schedule where you're going to go play a UCF team that 
the record, what their record shows is is not true. They they've been battling injuries, um, all year really, and so and that was back to Houston real quick. That was Houston's first conference win of the season. So and they were battling. They, I mean, obviously this is their first year in the Big Twelve. They don't want to start the season zero and three in conference play and show that the teams that were already in the conference are already superior. Houston was out there to prove something, and then and they made that made that big play and they did it. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean. I mean, honestly, you had you had it right there. I mean, they like have or they want to like, uh, what's the word? You For, know, they want they have something to prove. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They've they got something to prove. Obviously, yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, you, got, you got all these schools like you got Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and Houston joining the conference, and then also Arizona State. Arizona, well, not yet, next, not yet. But, but that's next. That, that, that's next year. Yeah, so they'll be coming along. But like, yeah, go ahead. One more thing. No, go ahead. Have, go ahead. But you think like Cincinnati, their whole thing for the past few years, they're. They got to the college football playoff. They exactly. Got, they got brutally. Well, they got brutally beat by Alabama, and they are not brutally, but like they got beat uh, by Alabama. Like it didn't look close, like you well, wanted it to. And then you get think that these schools, like they want to compete yeah. with these bigger programs. Well, I mean, you add in the fact of, I mean, UCF won the national title. You know, a couple years ago, I say that in air quotes. You know, they haven't hung up in their stadium, which me and Andy will actually. Get to see in two weekends. Actually, next weekend, next Saturday, Andy and I are flying down there with uh, old Gary. Which unfortunately, he will not be able to join us on the podcast anymore. But that's okay. Yeah, can you can we can we get him to call in every once in a while? <laughs> I could probably get Gary to call. <laughs> that could be arranged, I think. Um, but so I think no. And but you have a point there with the new schools, and that would that leads me actually to my next point is the four of the new schools and Baylor are the bottom five teams in the conference. I See, I what's funny about Sorry, Baylor, can't hang, man. I mean, look, Baylor is just not a threat anymore. I mean, I've said this for a few weeks. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I would like, not like, go like, that okay, far. Okay, maybe not a th- Okay, when I say not a threat anymore, like a few years ago, if, you know, if you're talking about the Big 12 and you're talking big guys in the Big 12, it was Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor. Okay, those were the top 3. Nowadays, I think it's either Texas, Oklahoma, and Really, West Virginia, dude. I mean, I mean look honestly, at us right I mean, now, dude. I mean, you could make an argument no, for West no. Virginia, but still, like, you know, that that third spot is you know open for anybody. But Baylor is not in the top three. I don't think. So, in the Big 12. so you're talking about that. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Iowa State looks really good right now. They got a quarterback down there, Rocco Beck, to his dad played here at West Virginia. Got a really good quarterback in him. Oklahoma State, obviously. I mean, they slid. So Oklahoma State to preview them a little bit. They started their season with a win. Over Central Arkansas, um, and then they beat Arizona State. Then they drop a game, thirty-three to seven, to South Alabama, a school out of the Sun Belt. Then they lose thirty-four twenty-seven to Iowa State, and then they come back, and now they've gotten two wins against two pretty decent teams: Kansas State, arguably a top twenty-five team, and Kansas, obviously being a top twenty-five team. Kansas being one of the top in the conference right now with. Jalen, I would say Jalen Daniels, but he hasn't been playing. But Beam is Bean has been playing very, very well for them. Over 410 yards in that game last week against um, in an Oklahoma State win. Um, Bowman, though, they found him as their identity at quarterback. He's played very, very well. 28-41, 336 yards passing and two touchdowns in their last game against the Jayhawks. So you're going to go that far. So you're going to talk about that, right? So Oklahoma State obviously coming in. They can get a win here, solidify themselves as the number three team in the conference. West Virginia can do the same thing. It's a big weekend, homecoming, people coming all over the state. My parents are even coming up for this game. I mean, people are coming to this game, and it's crazy because 
this is going to finish off a big weekend in West Virginia athletics, and we'll get to as why it's a big weekend in West Virginia athletics. As tonight, there's a massive, massive game of football over the pitch at Dick Delesk Soccer Stadium for that one. We'll get into that one later, but I think West Virginia and Oklahoma State, both of these teams, have a chance to solidify themselves as the top team in the Big 12. And I think West Virginia is already proving the country wrong. Um, obviously picked had, 14th yeah, in the conference. Yeah. There is, I think it is mathematically impossible. We would have to lose out. Lose out. And lose teams, out yeah. and other teams have to win games yeah. in order for us to finish last. We will not finish last in this conference, and I will stand by that. Look, oh, no, that is true, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you if you go into the beginning of the season, I mean, you know, people were saying, you know, either 14th or, you know, somewhere in the middle, you know, but honestly, this season has been a massive improvement. And in all honesty, I mean, I can understand why people are frustrated like right now because I mean obviously you you're you're at four wins on the season you're gonna want to go to a bowl game but if we fall short of that that's that's a little bit infuriating so, and I know and I understand that although I think considering the way that we were projected and the way that we've been playing the past few years it's a massive improvement yeah, and you know yeah. I think right now yeah you should be extremely proud of, of, the, of the Mountaineers because of just how well we've you know been playing. Yeah. You know. To this point of the season, they've exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. No, they have. I they think that they've ex- exceeded everyone's expectations. I think the way that they've played against Texas Tech was impressive. They exceeded. Yeah. They exceeded, Honestly, they I'll put it this my way: expectations after week three, because now you're going to see this. So you got to win over Pitt, right? Obviously, that's the big thing. That win over Pitt is now looking a lot better with Christian Veyer at quarterback for the Pitt Panthers. They mm-hmm. are now just excelling to a way where. I mean, they just beat Louisville. Who do they? Who, let me look. Who does Pitt have next? Let's see here. Uh, Pitt plays. That was a good win by Pitt. It was I a think, great think, win. So they played Louisville. They played Notre Louisville. Day. Won thirty-eight twenty-one in a great, great fashion in Louisville that one. The week before, you got to think Louisville. The week before, they just beat they, Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah, they beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, playing at Wake Forest this coming week, and then you play. <laughs> then you play at number fifteen Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Then you have. FSU. This is a big bulk of their schedule where they have to win games. You should beat Wake Forest if you play the way that you were. You may get a shot at Notre Dame if you don't turn the ball over. That's mm-hmm. what I've kind of seen as a trend with teams playing Notre Dame. If you don't turn the ball over, you have a trend because Sam Hartman, although Sam Hartman's a great quarterback, I love Sam Hartman. I had him possibly winning the Heisman this year. Um, I think that Pitt could very easily beat Notre Dame if Christian Veyer controls the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch the game because it was on CW, but from everything that I was seeing, let me look at the stats here. Yeah, oh yeah, Christian Veyer, 12 for 26, 200 yards and two touchdowns. And, yeah, and if you're uh, going back to Notre Dame real quick, and it's going to uh, make my point with Pitt, they, um, you look at the way Notre Dame played, they kept getting turnovers against USC and Caleb Williams. Yeah. Like, Caleb Williams, the form, or the uh, defending Heisman Trophy winner and a team with USC that's trying to win a national championship, probably not going to do it anymore after that terrible loss. But No, got, they're done. Yeah, they they, they but, won't make the playoff. But, but Notre Dame got how many turnovers? I think it was like four turnovers. Oh, look. It was a lot. Are you talking about USC when they played Notre Dame? Yeah, last year. I got it. I've, I've got it right here. I got here. it pulled up. Uh, it's looking like... It's, it is. So... Uh, Caleb Williams had three interceptions himself. I'm looking yeah. at the box score now. Um, as a team, uh, team stats. There we go. Team stats. Turnovers. Five. Wait, five, five to turnovers. nothing was the turnover margin. Five zip was the turnover margin in that one. Three interceptions. And so I think that you have a great, great shot at you know 
Pitt has a great shot at beating Notre Dame. And obviously, that is, I mean, it's going to be big for West Virginia if if Pitt continues to win because that win just gets better and better. And then you have that loss to Penn State that's still lingering, but it's, it looks good though. The loss to Pitt looks looks good because I mean, you lost thirty eight fifteen. What two scores? Yeah, around t- yeah. roughly two scores. Even so, Penn State's one of the top juggernauts in the country. Like, there's only five more schools that I'd put above them just in general. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. I think Penn State's going to beat Ohio State this weekend just to uh, – Yeah. Honestly, I want Penn State to win. I mean, I think, I, I think everyone, everyone does. Like, Penn State only has one win against Ohio State in the last how many years? I think ten? Uh, yeah, Penn State's only that got one right. win against Ohio State over yeah. a decade. I mean, like, I mean, everyone wh- wants Ohio State to lose. When Ohio State yeah. played Maryland, I was I remember being back home and everyone. I mean, mind you, no, I'm from Maryland, but I think everybody was sort of in the same boat, saying that they were rooting for Maryland to beat Ohio State. Yeah, but and it, it was looking good for a while. But in all honesty, it was just like, uh, you know, they fell short. But yeah, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that win's going to get better for West Virginia, and I think that um, that's going to help West Virginia just even more. And so you obviously you have to beat UCF. You can't drop another game to another team at the bottom of the Big Twelve. You cannot do that. No, you can't. Um, you will most likely win this game against Baylor. So looking in, coming into this game, we're going to preview this game a little bit. Um, so West Virginia, according to the ESPN analytics, has a sixty-one point two percent chance to win. Tickets are low as $30. Um, so coming into this game, Garrett Green this year has thrown 935 yards, six touchdowns, and one interception. C.J. Donaldson has only ran for 14, 414 yards this season. And Hudson Clement, the West Virginia native, the Martinsburg High School native, has got himself 12 receptions, 298 yards, and four touchdowns. Obviously, he had the big touchdown against Houston. That was massive. Um, and really, West Virginia should have won that game. Um, but if the the talk with Neil Brown was um, the fact of they um, maturity was a big factor for them maturity yeah and I think that that's going to be resiliency an ad- yeah, maturity is a big thing and I mean this team is should be mature but either way um, you have. Are you t- you're talking about us? Like, yeah, yeah, got- maturity. Because, I mean, think about it. CJ took his helmet off. Garrett took his helmet off. Now, Garrett, I mean, come on. The dude played the best game of his career. and Yeah, it just sucks because, like, you made- That rule is so dumb. Well, you made a great play to, you think, at that point in the game, you just sealed it to make your team 5-1 and one mm-hmm. in college football. Like, you, that means, like, you're on a high level at that point because you only have one loss. And it's you were 5-1 and one and on track to be the lone second-place team in the Big 12. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And, like, I'd be probably doing that, too. I'd probably do way worse than him, what he did after the touchdown. But it, it just... Yeah, knowing you, you definitely would have done worse. I don't start. <laughs> um, but, no, I think that West Virginia, this is a game where they solidify themselves. I think West Virginia, um, coming into this game, West Virginia... So out of total yards, they both average around the same total yards, but they do it differently. Um, this quarter, this quarterback on Oklahoma State does not scare me in the slightest. Uh, no, but if you see how many yards they're averaging passing, 243 yeah. and a half a game. I was about to say 240. So yeah. the reason why his stats don't – what do you mean this quarterback doesn't scare you? He only, Well, the only reason he has four touchdowns, I don't think he's played the whole year. 
um, but three picks. I mean, three picks. I mean, three. Well, a thousand eighty-four so yards total. If West year. Virginia wants a true shot to win this game, which do I think they'll win this game? I certainly do. I think that at, at home you're going to bounce back. I think something big um, is they will. The receivers have to get comfortable and get loose. And I think Devin Carter, we saw him come. He had his his breakout game, um, and we saw that. And I think that that was massive um, for them. Breakout game for Devin Carter, and I think he continues to play that way. Hudson Clement continues to play that way. We saw EJ Horton, the Marshall transfer. He got a couple plays in there. He Actually, the one play that I really noticed, and when he dislocated his finger. Oh, really? I don't know if you all saw that, but that was the most... No, I think I, uh, oh, yeah, I did. My God. I did. I saw that. Um, so you got to get those guys involved more. And I think Neil Brown mentioned that the running backs, he's been doing four of them. It's been with CJ, Jaheim White, Jalen Anderson, and um, oh, what's the other one? Oh, what's the other one? CJ, I should know this because I've called two games. <laughs> CJ Donaldson, Jaheim White, Jalen Anderson, and just not Justin Jefferson, Justin Johnson. Justin Johnson, I knew it was double J. I don't know Justin Jefferson played for. Nah, us. right, dude. I wish. Um, so they, so he says he's he mentioned he's going to cut that running back rotation shorter because they have to get breakout plays. He, CJ's not given the opportunities to make breakout plays. Neither is Jaheim White. So I expect it to go to to about three of them. And we have a good O line too, like solid O line. Like it's a top. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty what, good. What would you say? Like, how, where was it? Where does it rank in the country? Like top. Top twenty-five oh. O line at least. Oh, top five, probably higher than that. Yeah, top, top five. But you got a good O line like you got a good O line like that. The run game should be more solid because of that. But it just doesn't seem to be coming to any fruition recently. Yeah, it's certainly better than what so, where they were at last year. Oh, last year, like this is uh, again this completely season, different team. We could lose out, and I'd be more satisfied with this season. No, I w- because it's a great stepping stone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, we've had great wins. We beat Pitt. At home, like that was a great, just great day to be a Mountaineer in general. So just, true. Yeah, like it was great. And then you got you got the upset. You got an upset win against TCU on the road, which no one thought we were going to win. And we're keeping like we're we're staying in games. There's not there hasn't been a, really a game that we've been out of except for like the last quarter against Penn State because coming because remember we were only down a touchdown at half against mm-hmm. Penn State. So according to PFF, which Andy is going to absolutely love this one. Uh oh. Jaquay Hubbard is the fourth highest PFF graded yes! guard in the country. Um, UConn, believe it or not, actually is the number really? one guard um, in the country. If we go to centers, I bet you Frazier's up there. No, we he's actually be. not up there. What? I was about to say he's not at the top. That's a little interesting. So, how many? Quint, let me get let me get this for me. How many O linemen from this year do you think either one stay here? And play another season next year, or do you think any of them have draft uh, capabilities? Like, uh, no, so I mean, they all have draft capabilities. I think two. I think Frazier and Nestor will go to the draft. I think I don't know if they. Have Frazier's definitely on that list. Frazier's definitely going to the draft. He is for sure on the draft. Like next year. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um. Well, he's a he's a senior, any. He? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think they have. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's it, they got that last. Isn't it funny how the um. The COVID eligibility, it's starting to dwindle away because, like, it is, you, you would have it a is lot starting of, to dwindle away, which a, is sad. You'd have a lot of guys stay here next year that maybe not go to the, would not go to the NFL, like, who 
best example I can think of is Sean Clifford from Penn State. He played for Penn State as JT Daniels. Okay, so this is JT to transfer into eight thousand different schools. This is kind of funny. I'm looking at PFF right now. Keaton Slovis, former Pitt quarterback, is Uh, dead last in PFF rating. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to believe, find I trying to find Garrett Green. There he is. He Garrett started at USC. There he is. Garrett Green. Who is right or, there? Or, oh, okay. Wow, George's quarterback is on the third page. That's pretty tough. Ooh, where's Marshall's yeah, quarterback? He's Carson been playing Beck. terrible. Yeah, Carson Beck is like on the third page. I'm wow, some of these guys. Wow, some of these people are really low. This Anthony Calandria kid for Virginia, he's gonna be a. He's going to be real good in the next couple of years. But anyways, so West Virginia obviously has a big game, big time to prove themselves um, in this one. Shador Sanders actually is the second rated, and Michael Penix obviously number one. I don't know about that anymore. At the beginning of the season, I was so on the Colorado train, and the more that the Colorado You're stays, not anymore? The more the Colorado stays in the field, the more fraudulent they become. Yeah. Like, look at, oh I my agree. God, I that agree. game that game on Friday was a disgrace. What, did they have a 29-point lead, and they blew it. How do you blow a 29-point lead, especially in college football, when it's like yep. more offensive than defensive? Yeah. I, I don't know. So, especially at Colorado. That's been all offense all season long. That's what they've prided themselves in. I know they have Travis Hunter. They've got big-time recruits in the defense, but they really put pride in that offense, like with Shador and Travis Hunter. And No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, you know, I was talking to my grandfather about Colorado, and he's like, I mean – he, he liked Colorado at the at the beginning of the year, but so did I, yeah. uh, I mean, I think everybody. I I was I was on the Colorado train for a while, but you know, <laughs> just he, they they you think TCU coming like week one? My mindset was they were coming. TCU's coming off of a national championship appearance. I'm like TCU's going to wipe the floor with them, and then Colorado yeah. held their own. I'm like, okay, Colorado's actually good, but then we come to realize TCU's not as good as we all thought. And well, then, yes, and then Colorado in return, I like, like they so they got obliterated by Oregon, which was just embarrassing. TCU <laughs> looks a lot better now. They actually changed yeah. their quarterback. No, they, they look mm-hmm. a lot better now. I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, but looking at the Heisman Trophy, if you really think about this, Garrett Green will obviously come back next year. At least we hope. He comes back next year and plays the way every single game that he did against Houston. I think Garrett Green could solidify him as a Heisman Trophy quarterback. Maybe. And as a candidate. I don't. He won't win it, obviously. He's I mean, not going to win it. Okay. He's not going to win it. But I think yeah. if he plays the way that he did against Houston and keeps playing that way to finish out this year and then to start to, to play and continues that all next year and West Virginia keeps winning, I think Garrett Green will find his name up there in the top five. It's very possible. I don't that's, know if that's, that's a hot take. I know we're not I supposed mean, to do hot takes here well, at United at, Two, but Well look at the way that look at last season, like Max Duggan was yeah, second mean, in Heisman voting. No one thought he that was is gonna, true. I no mean, one thought he was that's what I'm saying. No one thought he was gonna get that's what I'm saying. Votes, like, just, so if you're I mean, Michael Penix obviously is looking number one. I think that about to say that's what I was going to say. He's, he's got he's almost my, over. T- he's got nearly two thousand like yards. If I had a vote, and he'd be my vote. Right no, now. he's going to be he's going to be my vote when I go to look, uh, or when I go to vote. Caleb Williams obviously being second. Um, Bo, Bo Nix is there, third. Yeah. Okay, figured that. And Can then we, you got Jordan Travis for Florida State. That's another really? one you add into the mix. He's that's done. A, that's rather new in it. No, he's done pretty well. Jordan, and then this Jordan, is one that's like, kind of surprising. Oh, Cam Ward at the fifth. Look, look on the computer of Griff. Cam Ward. That's actually quite surprising. Cam Ward. Well, I mean, Washington—they've had Washington State's had a good year so far. Yeah. Oh yeah, they. Definitely I think, have. but. The Pac-12, in my opinion, their quarterbacks are just crazy this year. Like, yeah. I cannot believe that they've assembled this. And it's a shame, too, because the Pac-12's fold, like, they're folding. 
Well, the, yeah. the, the Pac-12 oh, yeah. will become the Pac-2 next year. Yeah, it's just it's it's disappointing yeah. because you actually have good, high-caliber players, and they just it's it's it's, it's gone. disappointing. All it's right, gone. so because I want to talk about what is happening tonight in the city of yeah, Morgantown. So yeah, let's hear it. Um, but we're not. We're going to do our predictions first. Oh, let's do it, and then we'll cool. do that. And then if we have time, we're going to do NFL. Um, so I will go out and say this. So. In the next couple of weeks, our episodes will start to air on U92. This episode won't. We're still trying to transition everything. we got to figure out because we will be adding in a segment of campus news, what's going on around campus. That's kind of that's kind of what the talk of U92, that, that, that's what we want to add. So we're going to add that along with we're WU adding, Sports. We're adding our students. Um, and I'm going to let Andy actually research yes. the campus news, and then he can fill it over to me, and then I'll lead it into a segment, and then I'll let Andy just go right into it. I'll be that's, here, too. Um, <laughs> Griff will just stand there. Griff doesn't really do anything. He's wearing a terrible, terrible Sweatshirt. We're not, what? We're not doing nah, this. We're not nah. So is Andy. Look at the both of you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Andy's jersey is more beautiful than my hoodie. It's, it's that, just... okay, but that, that's saying something. That's a good hoodie right there. Okay. It's a, it's I love, a, it's I love a, this hoodie. So for people who are not here, for obviously, nothing. it's for a nothing. start. Don't hey, for hey, nothing. Hey, We're not hey, fighting hey, about hey, hockey. Hey, this is not a hockey. This is not a hockey fight. podcast. See, look, I can just mute you all like that. So, oh, see, now it's oh, just me. Wow. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. <laughs> look at that. Look, look at my power. Nope. See, look, he's gone. Um, so, so yeah. See, look, now he's gone. So, <laughs> but so we're gonna transition our episodes to U ninety two. Um, we're gonna try. I just gotta work the kinks out. Me and Andy were kind of talking about it earlier. I gotta fill some kinks out and work everything out. But I also have to bottle that with the school. So. We will transition to on air. We'll be on air, and then you can hear it um, uh, through Apple Podcasts and Spotify, like you are now. Um, but for right now, for the next couple episodes, we're just going to continue to do the way that we are. Continue to record and do our format, and then eventually, I'm going to add it into United Two's um, airways, and the listeners of Morgantown will be able to hear. So. Let's start with the predictions. First up, Fox Noon kickoff. Big, big game going down in Columbus, Ohio. Number three, Ohio State hosting number seven, Penn State. Fellas, give me your predictions on this one. I've been saying it all year long. I think this is Penn State's year to finally do something in the Big Ten. I don't think I don't think that they're going to win the Big Ten, but I think they're going to beat Ohio State. This is the year they do it. They're going to upset them in Columbus. I mean, personally, I think, you know, if you're a West Virginia fan, you're also a Penn State fan. If they keep blowing teams out of the water, it makes your loss look phenomenal. Yeah. yeah and um, in all honesty, yeah, I don't really like Ohio State all that much. So, Who does? I mean, true. Uh, so this is this is both me saying that Penn State is, you know, this is both logical and a little bit of emotional. Uh, I'm going to say Penn State by 90. Penn State, okay, it's not going to be a blowout. The, 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 it okay, will not no, be a blowout. Be a That's blowout. a little bit of hyperbole, but you get the point. Penn okay. State's going to win. Um, so this one is going to determine on the factor of how well can the quarterbacks play. Obviously, two, you should say rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah they're not Drew Oller and, like and McCord, obviously, still learning. I think it's going to come over to the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to. I think the game's going to be one of the trenches. Personally. I think it's going to be you one think, of the trenches yeah. as well. I think, with it being at home, I think Ohio State gets it done, oh, but wow. it's going to be by three. You oh, really? I, right. I think it's eight. I don't see it being more than a touchdown, if anything. What's the What's the line in that game? I think four it's and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Wow. Ohio State. So four and you half. have Penn State covering. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. I have Penn State. That's I think Penn State can cover, but Penn State doesn't take the win. It's going to be a close game, yeah. I think. It's, it's, there's yeah. no doubt about that. All right. So a game going on in the Big 12, ABC at noon. So technically, it's an 11 a.m. kick in Norman, Oklahoma, between the Oklahoma Sooners and the Golden Knights of UCF. This is a game where Central Florida cannot, I mean, they have to, if they lose this game, it's going to be big that they have to get a win against West Virginia the next week, which I don't think will happen. We'll get into that next week. UCF and Oklahoma, give me Oklahoma by three touchdowns. Oh, really? Oklahoma's too talented. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma John Rice Pumley also is still out, I believe. Okay. I mean, but still, Oklahoma looked phenomenal when they played Texas, so give, give give me the Sooners. Sorry. Right, right. Oh, sorry. Dead air, Quinn. Dead come air. on. No, come I know. On, come I'm on sorry. now. All right. Number 22, Air Force taking on Navy. Ooh. So the did line see, for you, this sorry, one. Did you see Air Force's uniforms for this game? I did not. Oh, not my yet. gosh. Oh, look those up. They're like up? these chrome, Here, like these me... chrome jerseys. They're, they're sick. They got like the Air Force, like Air Force, like Navy Seal, not Navy Seal, like, but patches like on their things. They're, they look really cool. But I think, I don't know. I think Air Force is going to take this one. They're favored by ten and a half. Uh, hold on. Let me let me pull this up real quick. Oh wait, is it is this it right here? Right here? Uh, is that it? No, no, that's not it. Oh okay, but no, I think oh, uh, I think I, I think Air Force is you know, I mean, they're they're military schools, so you know they're not they're not Alabama, they're not Georgia, but still, I think no Air uh, Force Air Force is talented. Uh, no, I was gonna say Air Force is rather talented. So give me give me the wild blue yonder and the Air Force baby. Go Falcons. Go Falcons. Go Falcons. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go Air Force. Yep. I mean, yeah. it's a responsible pick. Yeah. Next game will be a pretty good one as well. On 3.30 on ABC, Washington State taking on Oregon. Ooh. Uh, I think probably Oregon. Bo Nix, very talented quarterback. Washington State's good, but just Oregon's just better. Uh, Yeah, honestly, I think Bo Nix is, you know... <sighs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna quote uh, urinating tree right now, but I'm gonna say Bo Nix is too good right now, which means that now uh, you know Washington State's gonna win, but I think Oregon's gonna win on that one. So yeah, I think Oregon takes this one by three touchdowns. Washington State, obviously, they've kind of fallen now. Um, also, really slandering around Pat McPhee, which I don't appreciate. No, so no need. Give me Oregon, no need at all. Another good one at three thirty. Number seventeen, Tennessee, taking on Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I think Alabama did not look very good last weekend against Arkansas. I think if Tennessee's offense can get it rolling, they could get a win here, but I also don't see it happening. Alabama with the win. Nick Saban's not losing to Tennessee two years in a row. No, he's not. Uh, Especially at home. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you, you all know my opinions oh, on Alabama know. this year. Just 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 uh, put it down so for yourself. Just put down so, Bama. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to go Alabama, but I think it's going to be rather close. This is going to be a game that Nick Saban is going, has been looking on for a few weeks now. He's probably, been, he's probably been thinking about this game for a whole year ever since losing to him. I mean, true, but, you know, this is the, Alabama has had a few games to, to recuperate. They've, they've looked decent, yeah. I think, decent at best, but this is ba- definitely going to be— Bama's got to get the jitters out if they're going to Oh, absolutely. But this, this is going to be a game that they're going to bounce back in— uh, you know, it's at home. It's in Tuscaloosa, so I think it's going to be a pretty decent game. Yeah, next game, uh, another three thirty game. South Carolina taking on the number twenty ranked Missouri Tigers. Give me Missouri. Yeah. You think? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Missouri's looked really, really good. South Carolina only two and four. Beamer. Oh, yeah. Beamer broke his foot. Kicking a oh, yeah. kicking something. He broke a foot. Give me Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Mizzou. Let's. Yeah. All right. Another three thirty game on ESPN two. North Texas and Tulane. You know me. I've even said it from last year. I'm riding the wave. You Give me the green that, wave. Surf I'm green surfing wave. the green wave, surfing baby. Green I'm wave. riding the wave, too. All right, let's do it. Oh, we're all riding the wave on this one. Yeah, we are. All right, next game as well. The next game. This one, honestly, there may not be. What's the over-under for this one? And, wow, that's actually 31. really high. That's oh, really, wow. really high for this one. That's really high. Yeah, Iowa can't score points. I don't think... I don't think 17 points will be scored within this game combined. I'm going to be completely honest. Really? Iowa will win this game, but this is going to be a very low-scoring game with this offense that Iowa holds. I'll, yeah, I like Iowa. All right. I guess I'll go Iowa as well. It's it's sort of a toss-up on this one. Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars going to yeah. try to get two upsets in a row. Can they do it to number eight, Texas? No. 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 <laughs> no. Texas. Absolutely Texas. not. Next. <laughs> Virginia, a team that has been in multiple games this year but has just not been able to pull it out well, going too, up against North Carolina. Yeah, too bad they're running into the North Carolina bus, I know. So, If yeah. this was at Virginia, I could see something happening with Virginia. Yeah, they're a sneaky team, but they Car- ain't got it. North Carolina is finally, like, I yeah. feel like they finally put all yeah. the pieces together because they've had Drake May now, and they, well, they lost, oh, crap, what's his name? The Who's the wide receiver from North Carolina that got drafted? Jeter Downs. Josh Downs. Josh Downs. Who's Jeter Downs? That's the prospect in baseball, right? Jeter Downs, dude. (laughs) My bad. But, yeah, but, no, North Carolina looks good. I like them. All right. Uh, Next, yeah, give me North Carolina. Give me the Tarios. Yeah, yeah, we're all going UNC. Uh, Ole Miss and Auburn. I think that this is a game that Ole Miss could lose, could blow this game, but I don't see it happening. Give me Ole Miss. Hotty toddy. Is that what they say down there in Mississippi? Hotty toddy. Yeah, there you go. Hold on. Uh... You're going Ole Miss, is that right, Quinn? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to go Ole Miss as well. I like the Tigers. They, really? They have, think about it, they almost beat Georgia until they blew it in the fourth quarter. They have they just have, a lo- they're 0-3 in conference play, too. You think, you, that's not the standard at Auburn. I know they haven't been good in recent years, but that's not the standard at Auburn. Auburn's got to get a win. I like the Tigers. I do not like Auburn. I will say that right now. All right, next game we got Michigan and Michigan State, a good old Ooh. battle of the Michigans here. Michigan's favored by 24. You got Michigan ranked number two in the country, arguably mm. number one based on the way that they've beaten opponents compared to Georgia. And Michigan's 2-4, and 0-3 oh in Big Ten, not looking really good. Who do you like? Give me Jim Harbaugh. I like the Wolverines on this one. Yeah, you'd be dumb if you didn't pick the Wolverines in this one. <laughs> yeah, Michigan will win this one. I yep. think Griff's got the same as well. This Michigan, one in yeah. East Lansing. Number four, Florida State hosting Number 16, Duke. I think this game was going to determine whether uh, Duke's quarterback... Is it Pumley? Is that who it is? Who's their quarterback? Plumley. Plumley. Yeah, yeah, it's always the same thing. I said that. I don't know. Yeah, no. Riley it, Leonard is his Plum- name. Then who's Plumley? Who are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, you just make that up? Well, the from Duke basketball throughout the years. Ah. Yeah. Ah. So I think it's going to determine, does Riley Leonard play? I'm not sure if he's a go yet. If they... I'm going to go on the women's say he's probably not going to play, so I'm going to go Florida State. No, I think I think you're just going to – I think the whole ACC season is just leading up to Florida State, North Carolina, and the championship game. And the winner of that game will probably go to the college football playoff. So I like Florida State. I've liked Florida State the entire year, so give me give me the Seminoles. Jordan Travis is a really good quarterback. He's only thrown one pick this entire season. Yeah, he's definitely solidifying himself in the Heisman race for sure. Next game, Army. Wow. 
we got all, we got all three all three big big marine or not marine but big you know military schools. military schools West Point Colorado we got them all Springs, and we got them all just they're all surfacing in this top twenty five prediction show here that. for this one Army and LSU. I really would love to pick Army, but they Could you don't imagine? stand a chance against the Tigers of LSU. Yeah. Give me LSU. I take Army on the battlefield, LSU on the football field. Give uh, me LSU. 8 yeah, p.m. on amen. Fox. This will be a game that I will most certainly be watching once I get back from Milan Pushkar Stadium, which we'll pick that one here coming up soon within the next couple of games here. 14 Utah over number 18 USC. That is my prediction. I think Utah gets a win here. I don't think USC looked that good. I think Utah is, even though they got their backup quarterback, has been playing for them all year. I think Utah has looked like a top school in the Pac-12. This game, obviously, Pac-12 bragging rights. Give me Utah. Griff, you want to go? Or I'm, I'm just thinking. It's a tough one. Go ahead, it, it is a tough one. Go I think, ahead, I think it's going to be rather close. I think it's going to be won by like a coin flip. But honestly, I, I know USC has looked, you know, okay in, in the recent uh, recent games, but I think it's going to be a game where they bounce back, so give me the Trojans. Uh, Yeah, I like USC. USC, I think, is just more talent. Utah is better on paper right now, but USC, I mean, they're only losses to Notre Dame, and they're really good. Yeah, that's true. Arizona State and Washington, new Pac-12 school going up against a new Big Ten school not, coming up next year. Not even close. Not, no, yeah, not, not even close. Yeah. Michael Penix will have a nice The spread's 26.5. I bet you Washington right. wins by 42. Oh, I don't know about wow. 42. And okay. Do you, right. do you want me to write that well, down UCLA, write UCLA down. and right. Stanford before we get to the old gold and blue. UCLA and Stanford. I think UCLA finding themselves back in the top 25. I know their quarterback has not been playing the best. Well, I take that back, actually. He's thrown 10 touchdowns. Seven seven interceptions, though. Well, I guess that's not a good ratio. Uh, Yeah, not a good ratio. So give me UCLA in this one. Uh, Although Stanford did have a pretty big win against a a good Colorado school. That was a great comeback. Um, That's another thing I did want to talk about was Colorado has a tough bulk of their schedule coming up. And well, they're here's, playing in the juggernaut Pac-12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's their next couple games. Give me UCLA. UCLA they're, okay. So they're off this week. Then they go to UCLA. Then they host Oregon State, play Arizona, who Arizona is 4-3. and three. They're not bad either. And then you got to play a Washington State team that's jumped in and out of the rankings. And then you got to close with a 14th-ranked Utah team that will probably just keep winning. If Coach Prime wants to get bowl eligible... He's got to pull something out. He's got to do something quick. I can tell prime, you that much. Prime time might not be in bowl time if he can't get his crap uh, no, together. No, he won't. Wow. So to close like, out the like college that. football segment before we talk about what is big going on in Morgantown tonight, West Virginia and Oklahoma State. I think Garrett Green has another big game. I think they finally solidified, hey, we can throw the football. I think West Virginia and Garrett Green get it done. I think West Virginia will throw for nearly 400 yards once again, but I'd like to see Garrett Green throw in a couple more touchdowns in there to maybe Cole Taylor, Rodney Gallagher, Hudson Clement, even Devin Carter. Throw him in there. Give me the world champion Mountaineers. I mean, honestly, Garrett looked phenomenal against uh Houston. I mean, the the balls that he threw were absolutely beautiful. I thought. I mean, except the one the one interception that that they had, where it was like he had it in the guy's hands and like it bobbled out the last second to uh, make it a pick. I don't think that was necessarily his fault, but the balls that he threw was phenomenal looking. So I'm I'm gonna go with the World Champion Mountaineers and yeah, West Virginia. Yeah. Before you get yours, and uh, to add on what you said, Neil Brown did coming into this game said Garrett Green has been throwing the ball better than he ever has since he's been in Morgantown, and that showed. And I think it's oh, going to continue to show against Oklahoma State, so that even backs up my point. Go ahead, Griff. 
I mean, basically everything you guys said and more. I think the Mountaineers are destined to win this game in <clears> particular. <throat> I mean, they're, they're, there's. I mean, think about the energy that's going on in that locker room. You just lost a heartbreaker after thinking that you were going to win. Like you had one of the yep. best comebacks that the Mountaineers have ever had, and then you had it stripped away. So yep. I don't think that West Virginia is going to let this happen again. No, they were I definitely agree. humbled last yeah. week. Oh, humbling oh, is an for understatement. sure. Humbling is an understatement. So I mean, because you obviously wanted to get that win with Dana Holgerson being over there, but obviously didn't get the win. So that closes this one out. We will never lose. All right, to Dana we'll throw Holgerson this one out again. here. It's tomorrow, Thursday night, Thursday night football for college. Marshall playing James Madison. I think Marshall they lost a tough one to Georgia State on ESPN two. I think Marshall bounces back, beats a top team in the country in James Madison. They look to be one of the top teams in the Sun Belt for sure. Marshall or James Madison? Uh, I mean, Marshall has been you know pretty decent. I mean, I would never count the count the herd out. So I'll I go, I I'll the only herd, thing yeah. that I'm going to take Marshall in this is because it is at home. James Madison stays undefeated. Wow. No, that's all not right. a bad one. That's not, no, that's not, not a bad, bad take, one. but no. you know, all right, let's do this. All right, so some of the people may not know what's going on in Morgantown. What are they talking about? It's a big, big game, and that actually segued me into this. Marshall and West Virginia kicking off in about four hours on the pitch at Dick Dulesk Soccer Stadium. Number one, Marshall coming into Morgantown against the number five West Virginia Mountaineers. West Virginia coming into this game at a 9-0-4 record, 2-0-3 in conference. Marshall coming into this game with a nice, nice record that they, they have a they have a really nice record themselves. What was it, five goals in the season that they've let in? Is that is that what you said earlier? Yeah, I heard something. In twelve games, five goals allowed. It's not a lot. No. Five goals allowed. That's that's incredible. So I have gotten the chance to the last couple of weeks be able to cover. Um, I've been able to cover a couple of soccer games. I called a couple on the on the radio. A couple, yeah, about a week or so ago, I called three or four on the radio. So. With this game, it's going to come down to who can get the offense rolling. Can Marcus Caldera for West Virginia get the score? Can he get the ball? Can he get it in the goal? Can Sukata find ways to get Caldera the ball? That's going to be the big thing for West Virginia. For Marshall, they just have to stop the offensive attack from West Virginia. They do that, they're going to come out of Morgantown with a nice win. So just wanted to touch base on that. I mean, if you all have any thoughts, go go right ahead. But I think this is a big game. This is probably the game of the year. I think this is a Marshall team that could very well win a national championship yet again. They won a couple years ago against Indiana. But then again, why not us? I think West Virginia could win one again, but West Virginia just has to be able to score more. So West Virginia, um, sorry. So so we haven't, so the Mountaineers have not lost, right? They've only tied? Yeah, Yeah. so we're 9-0-4. Marshall's like 12-0. Yeah, 12-0. Yeah, they're 12-0 completely. Yeah. Uh, but so, what are the, I'm sorry. I'm just conf- I'm just asking about soccer rules. So it says nine. It says overall nine. Nine oh, nine four, wins and then f- so zero. So losses. four ties. Okay. So zero. I'm losses. just trying to make sure. I don't no, no, say you're the good. Wrong no, you're. Co- I completely yeah. understand. No. Um. So West Virginia has, uh, 25 goals on allowing 12. So in 12 games, they've allowed 12 goals. That's not bad either. No, that's um, not bad either. So, but if you're Marshall, though, man. I mean, it, it, this is a classic matchup. I mean, this is up. I mean, I know 
Marshall isn't one of our, you know, classic rivalries because I think our biggest rival is obviously Pittsburgh. But at the same time, you, you know, got that in-state rivalry. It's always yeah, yeah. Important. I mean, it's up there with you know WVU VT and yeah. you know well, I think- especially especially like all sports. When Marshall and West Virginia play each other, you think that's like an in-state rivalry. So- People in West Virginia they don't necessarily root for professional sports teams so this is like their like yeah. main thing that they root for especially like, football, so especially this football. is so to throw this out here so obviously these two schools top ranked in the country then you go down a little south about where i'm from charleston you see they are nationally ranked as well mm-hmm. both of these coaches between coach grassy and marshall and coach stratford here at west virginia both came from uc mm-hmm. west virginia has proven to be a men's soccer state Honestly, let's throw in just soccer state in general because West Virginia's women's team. How do you, how, how do you think that? Like, how did that start? Like, when did when did either Marshall or West Virginia when did they become relevant and then therefore in turn like everything? I mean, Marshall was so like, Marshall's been relevant once they got coached. So it really started with well, it really started with WV women's soccer, but in the men's mm-hmm. part. It, the women have been good for for a while. Years. Right? Yeah. This well, is uh, which I didn't yeah. think they were going to have a winning season. Now they have a shot to have a winning season. They They have gotten two straight wins over the two Kansas schools in the Big 12, Mm. and they've now turned that around. But So to to get it to start is – hang on. I'm trying to find this here. So where are their stats? Oh, they played Pitt. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, that's not Pitt. Yeah, it is. RV Pitt. What does RV Pitt mean? What the heck? Actually, wait. I knew that girl. Oh, well. Oh, jeez. I knew that girl. Um, I don't think the listeners care. No. Um, <laughs> True. So, um, I'm going to say, come on, Marshall's website is terrible. Get a better website. Minus one, Marshall. I can say that because my parents went to Marshall. Okay, so yeah, so they have 38 goals on the year to five. What did you say? What What, what did I say? You're getting muted. What? Um, what did I say? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> 38 to five, Marshall is, so they have scored 38 goals and only allowed five. I think this game will come down to... Which defense is better? And I think right now it's West Virginia's. But to, to reiterate, so it really started with UC. And once UC got good, UC I think won like two national championships with Coach Grassy. He then went to Marshall. Stratford was here at West Virginia. He went to UC and was an assistant coach. He then took over at UC. Actually, he was an assistant coach here first, I believe. Then he took over at UC. He... I think won a national champ, if not made a national champ, something he made the national tournament appearance at least. Yep. So then he came to West Virginia, and now look, last year was his first year. It was a little rocky. This year, proven to be really, really good. So I think that's a big factor into all this. Um. So yeah, I think tonight is it's going to be a great, great battle out on the pitch at Dick Dulesk Soccer Stadium. Um. Once this episode goes live, there'll be about two hours probably till kick. You can listen live on U92 The Moose, where Tanner Lambert and Manny will have the call on that one. Um, Good plug. I am going to be there, but I'm going to be sitting in the press box um, for that one. With so, Jonathan Hamilton. With Sir Jonathan Hamilton, a friend of the PRT Boys podcast. Friend of the program. A friend, friend of, the of the program, program. Jonathan Hamilton. Jonathan uh, you can hear Hamilton. Jonathan Hamilton on the Two Minutes Row, which Oy. I will be a part of this week as well. Um so we'll just there you go. Look at me. I'm I'm just you're, plugging you're it all. You're plugging things left I'm and right. Look at you it go left and right, man. I'm good like that. You're a that. phenomenal oh, host. I lost Look at it. you go. Right, so, um, we're gonna make it quick because we're getting on a time crunch here. Um, we're talking a little NFL before we cut it to break. Are we doing predictions? I don't, don't want to. Griff about. doesn't want to. Um, we'll just n- no. We'll keep the no predictions, predictions out of it. Okay. Griff, man, what happened? Don't 
You, you want me to tell you, you what it. happened? You want here me to tell you what happened? Okay. Let me tell you what happened. For people who are new, so Jalen Hurts just did not play the way that he's used to. I know. I know. I know. This is probably the worst he ever played. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm upset. Sorry. It's terrible. Sorry. It, it, uh, what? I know. What? I haven't. I don't. Let's. Let me put this in new terms for you. What? I haven't. I haven't. Like experienced a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't experienced a Monday morning in the regular season where Jalen Hurts has lost a regular season game since we lost to Washington in like week nine. Of last season, I, I haven't felt one. like this in a while. It's it's been this yeah. in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Sorry. It's yeah. just been. Thank God for the Phillies being good right now. No, or else Phillies are playing really well. How about them. So Phillies. Thursday night, Jaguars, Saints, Eagles coming off a loss. Hey, I'll tell you what. Steelers played great last week. They played okay. They played great last week. It was a bye. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we didn't win or lose, baby. That's, That's what, what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, God. But you gotta hate how the Browns won. Well, I mean, nineteen to seventeen over the. No, because that just makes our win look even better. But at the <laughs> same time, it doesn't. It's not good for your division standings. No, it's not. And our division's always going to be cutthroat, and it, uh, it will be. Your division's just. If we your can, division's annoying. We gotta beat. We gotta beat the Bengals. At home. Yep. Can't lose that one. Then you can afford to lose one of the division games on the road, maybe two, because you can still find your way in there. Will I you, think I think three teams from the AFC North will make it in the playoffs. Three? No way. Yeah. Who, who, Look so, at it right now. Okay. Look at the standings right okay. now. Baltimore's obviously got yeah. the one. Baltimore's there, yeah. Steelers, Steelers have it right now. They're the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And then the seventh seed is the Browns. The Bengals are making the playoffs, so... You're, yeah, that's almost a sure fact. I don't know, Joe Joe Burrow. I get it. Joe Burrow's only had like what one good game so I far. I get it. Joey B hasn't looked good, but the the Bengals are on a bye this week. You got a week for Burrow to not even touch the field. Let him just okay. uh, let him get that ankle. Right. Let him try to fix that because he's been looking good the last two decent the last two weeks. You give him a week off, get him to rest that ankle up. He comes back after the bye. He wins. He'll win like ten games All at right. least. Watch. So I'll throw this in. So the top seven teams right now: Kansas City, the one, two, Miami, three, Baltimore, four, Jacksonville. Those are your divisional teams. Then your wild card is Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Pittsburgh wins the tiebreaker over Cleveland based on head-to-head win percentage. I believe is what that's. Yep. I believe that's what that is right there. They, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they won on Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then you also have the Colts you could throw in there. The Jets are still alive, very well alive. Just beat a really good Philly team that I think that if the Jets could go on a run, they're going to get Aaron Rodgers back because he's walking but, without crutches here, right now. Here's the thing, though. Let's, let's, say, yeah. let's say the Jets are in that position to be good and make the playoffs. Why would you take away the quarterback that got you there? Um, you get what I'm saying? I mean, I... Because like the, because Wilson, the quarterback it, the quarterback that you lost is ten times better than the guy that you have now. Yeah. Zach Wilson's not the reason that they're going to be there. That defense is going to be the reason. That, that defense there. made Jalen Hurts yeah. look like a rookie quarterback, and it was upsetting. <laughs> that defense is pretty good over it's, there. It's, should we clarify that Griff is, a, is an Eagles fan? People know that he, Griff's an Eagles fan. Burks. Come on. All right, so then on the NFC side, obviously the one is San Francisco, and I think that will continue to stay. I, I think Philly will be a two seed. you agree? I will. Sorry. Wow. Hey, it's really, it's really going to come to that because we play San Francisco later in the season. That'll, so that'll determine it. So right now it says wins tiebreaker over Philadelphia based on strength of schedule. Wins tiebreaker over Detroit based on the win percentage in conference games. That's why Philly is over top of um, them as well. Please do not. 
What? What? All right. What? All right. What? So, San Francisco 1, Philly 2, Detroit 3, Tampa Bay 4, Dallas 5, Seattle 6, and then the Rams 7. We so, beat, obviously... We beat two of those teams. I just want yeah, everyone to know. Well, just saying. So, obviously, the Steelers got something to do this week. They got to win this weekend. So, that one at 4 o'clock on Fox. So, you have the Jaguars, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Browns and Colts playing. That will be a good one as Anthony Richardson has just been named out for the year. Going to have season-ending shoulder, shoulder surgery. Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania. Minshew Mania is um, running taking wild. Taking over Indianapolis. to Indianapolis. And then like you got those. Bills and Patriots. That game will be a blowout. Mac Jones is probably the worst quarterback in the NFL currently. Oh. Commanders and Giants. I think that one will be a good one. I think the Commanders will win. Sam Howell has looked pretty decent. I mean, he looked decent against Philly a couple weeks ago. Everyone looked decent against Philly. No, but didn't he look? Did no, you got to say he, did he, look d- he looked he did decent look against Philly? And that Philly defense is pretty hard. Uh, the Giants look terrible. My phone is getting blown up, and it's because they Just don't put have it a, on it's, silent. It's because they don't have a board up tonight. Turn the vibrating um, thing off. Turn it so phone. turn it here. Um, here, I'm, 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 stop. No. It's already turned off. All right. So fix it, Falcons it. and Buccaneers are playing as well. Baker Mayfield looking really, really good as well. Lions and Ravens, that one will be a good game. Yeah. Steelers and Rams, I think that one's going to be a good one. These two teams both have to get a win here. Um, Cardinals and Seahawks, which Kyler Murray just came off the PUP. I know, so I that'll be fantasy That'll waiting. be interesting to see what happens, but I mean... I just picked up Geno today. Packers and Broncos, um, and that one, that one will be... Wow, the line is only one... Wow. Packers are going to beat them to a pulp. Chargers and Chiefs. Poor Chargers cannot get a win. I'm surprised Staley is still the head coach of the Chargers. The Chargers remind me of the Eagles, like, during COVID because the Eagles were in so many close games and lost them all. That's the Chargers. And then Sunday night, a good matchup. Dolphins and Eagles. That one will be a good one. I do Mm -hmm. think that that's a correct line. I think a team will win close in that one. And then Monday night, 49ers, Vikings. Vikings have a chance to prove themselves at home, and I think that they could possibly do it um, if – the 49ers' weapons are out. So we're not hey, going to predict hey, the NFL. Hey, Quinn, we're just, what? If the Vikings beat the Niners, I will give you my left foot. I'll just oh, give, I'll give you my foot. Should I quote I didn't that say too? it was going to happen. I said it could, it's possible There's that it no could happen. Way. There's no way. If their weapons are out, do people think that the Browns are going to beat them? No. no. More likely than the Vikings. No. People knew that the Vi- or that the Browns' defense was good. And they stopped Purdy. They made Purdy look, they made him look incapable at times. No, not a shot. Man. They made him look not Purdy. That's true. That is true. That That is true. And we got Cincinnati, Dallas, Tennessee, the Jets, Carolina, and Houston all on buys this week. A lot of buys this week. Six buys. I think that, got, doesn't, I, that, that doesn't do me good in fantasy. I was about to say, I think I've got like two guys on my fantasy team I got, that's got buys. I got it's it. annoying. It's, it's got a little annoying. Mixon, McPherson, Henry. I got, I got Thielen. It's terrible. At least we don't have to look at Dallas this week. We don't have to hear about <laughs> Dak Prescott and his stupid face. Whatever. I agree with you. I've never is it, very is it just words. me? I get it. I'm an Eagles fan. We hate the Cowboys more than anyone else. But it, d- the media kisses Dallas Cowboys rear. Oh, I agree. Like no, I agree. Yep. Like no other team. More than the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, they're, the always, Celtics, more they're than, always on primetime games. It's like, so annoying. And they're not a primetime team. No. I mean, obviously, they'll be on primetime Thanksgiving. That's, that's different. That's yeah. different. That's care. totally different. It's tradition. But they're, they're on primetime the week after Thanksgiving, too. Right? When is Thanksgiving? Uh, is it the 23rd or the 30th? I think the 23rd. I think it's the 23rd. It's the 23rd because yeah. they play at 4.30. So then they're on the week after. Yeah. On that Sunday after. I'm sorry. They're on primetime three weeks in a row when they play the yeah, Commanders yeah. on Thanksgiving, but that's a given. 
the Seahawks 815, and then 820 against the Eagles. No. The I mean, Cowboys okay, should not okay, be. Okay, I understand. Now, the Eagles game, yes, Look, should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I, I agree with that. I was going to say that the Cowboys-Eagles game, that I understand. The, the Seahawks game, no. No, absolutely not. And then you have two games where they play at 425, and then they have another one on, on the 30th. Against the Lions at eight fifteen, and then they have the last game of the season that has it that is to be determined. And I bet my bottom dollar it's going to be a primetime game. I hope I'm it sick is. and tired of seeing Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones. I'm tired, sick and tired of it. Sick but and everyone, tired. Everyone's got to be a part of Jerry World. It's so stupid. And I'm not even saying that because I'm a Steelers fan. I don't. The Steelers every, shouldn't be on every, primetime. Every NFL fan in the entire country could tell you who owns the Dallas Cowboys. No one can tell you who owns the Eagles because they're not annoying. They're, you know. No, I no, I, I get yeah. your can point. Can you tell there. me who owns the Eagles? Exactly. The Eagles. Exactly. Yeah. The Eagles no, I get Eagles. your point. I mean, America's team. Yeah. No. Oh, they're America's team. America's team. Good yeah, job. Yeah. You're right. Good come job. On you were come good. On. You were good in the nineties. Y- yeah. It's 2023. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> they had Barry or De- do they have Barry Sanders or Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders. De- okay. Barry Sanders is on right. the Lions. That's what it was. So yeah, listen. Okay. You want to talk better than we quit recording. We got to be quick. Let's do it. Let's MLB do it. playoffs right Speed now. Speed round. Let's go. The MLB playoffs. Phil's the looking Phillies are so good on right now. Fire. Red October, baby. Red October Red is October. Red You're surprised hot. I knew that, didn't you? You're surprised no, I'm I knew not that. surprised. Uh, Red t- October is relevant. There's a game, game tonight. Astros got to win it. Texas looking pretty good, too. Texas looks really good. You Texas got, looks real I good. Think, I think Scherzer's on the mound tonight. Scherzer's first start in a little while after being injured. But for Houston? Got no, for uh, Texas. Oh, he plays for Texas. That's right. He does he play for trade. Texas. That's right. I just think it is yeah, so. Ir- I just think it is so ironic how you have two guys who went to the Mets hoping to go to a pennant with the Mets. The Mets completely blew it this season, and you have them both get traded away. You got Verlander gets traded back to Houston, like he never missed a beat. And then you have Scherzer going to the Rangers, and now they're both facing off not against each other, but they're both on I- opposing sides in the. ALCS, not the NLCS, which they were originally going to try. I will say this, though. Javier, though, for Houston, that was the one game of Houston that I watched. What, Christian Javier? Yeah, he looked really good. And I think this is going to be a pitcher. Yeah, it's going to be a pitcher battle. So Javier coming into this, uh, zero. Complete donut in the ERA. Um, Innings pitch, he pitched five innings with allowing one hit and nine strikeouts um, on that one. No home runs, obviously. So he's... Playing really well. Feel, Corey Seager's batting really, really well. 327 right now. Selecting that's what, percentage that's what's kept the Rangers in the season yeah, all year. For sure. Their bats have been hot all season long. 107 RBIs, 39 home runs people for forget about Garcia. A, I'm about to say, people, some people forget about Adoles Garcia because yep. he's overshadowed by Seager, but Adoles Garcia could hit that ball a mile. And he's a decent fielder, too. Yeah. No, I, I think that MLB playoffs, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Once I get back from the soccer game tonight, I'll obviously be tuning in to. That as well. There is some college football games on tonight, though. We got uh, some action. Uh, oh, no, we, Conference USA. Do we have some action? It's Conference but, USA. I think. But Quinn, who do you think right now? Do you think who do you think um, has the best chance to win yeah, the World Confer- Series? Conference USA. Right now, Phils, dude. You still think the Phils good? Dude, they look hot right now. It's it's ridiculous. Like last night, ten nothing. Like yeah, they look real good right it's now. It's just <clears throat> it's just Wheeler and Nola have yep. to stay lights out. Yep. Throughout the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. But anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of the PRT Boards Podcast. Like I said, we're going to transition on the air in a couple of weeks. Still trying to work those kinks out, but we recorded here. This is our first episode in the U92, the Moose Podcast studio. So again, if you're listening to this the day of, you can tune in to U92, the Moose's coverage of West Virginia men's soccer. 
right here on 97.1 United to the Moose. This has been the PRT Boys podcast. You can hear us on Apple and Spotify. Always Give go us a listen. Go Phil's. Go, go ears. Go, go, ears. Go, go, go caps. Go, go caps. Go birds. No, no, go caps. <laughs> go go Sixers. You know, go all those teams. But again, thank you for listening. And uh, you can tune in to any podcast on U92. You just go to United2TheMoose.com and select podcast. A lot of good sports products out there. But again, this has been the PRT Boys podcast here at United2TheMoose. Go Bears.